Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Juice. My name is Michael Dean. This is the Michael Dean Show. But also joining me today is Mr. Big Sexy and Sex, or how are you? I'm doing well. I believe Anthony said this week, sometimes you take two steps forward and take two steps back, man. Damn. All right. And also we have Mr. Ant Pooh, sir. How are you? Um, I'm doing good. It's New Year, New Me. I'm on my first health journey of the millennium. Well, I should say the new decade. And uh, a brother is starving. Okay, well, let's get into things. Uh, today, we got a movie review to start with, and it is the movie Glass by M. Night Shyamalan. I feel like I'm saying his name right. Uh, this is the third movie uh, in a series of movies that when we saw the first movie, Unbreakable, we had no idea there were going to be sequels and that this would be a trilogy. Uh, so this is a sequel to uh, Split and also Unbreakable. This movie stars uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Bruce Willis is in this. Uh, the real star of this movie is uh, McAvoy. What's his first name? Uh, James. James. James McAvoy. Excuse me. Uh, he actually steals the show in this movie. Um, but what is this movie about for those who don't know uh, it essentially picks up after the events of the first movie which I said and the first movie sort of had a they were sort of like a take on superhero uh, comics or the tropes of superheroes but it was done in a more very uh, real world sort of uh, way the first Unbreakable which I don't remember too much about it I do remember that it was a very uh, people use the word slow paced um, it's not an action-packed movie, but I actually liked it at the time. Like, I really liked it at the time because it wasn't uh, because of the way that it was structured. And it was a very sort of character piece of watching this guy sort of learn that he may have like these powers and stuff. And uh, so I thought it was good at the time. And then Split was an entirely different character, uh, James McAvoy, McAvoy character. Uh, his name was Kevin, but he had all these split personalities. And one of them was this person called the Beast, where he would just essentially almost like he would turn into the Hulk or something. And it was very interesting because, this, you know, playing all of these different characters. And I thought he played them very well. Uh, but he was like a serial. I don't see well, if he said he was a serial killer, but he was like abducting girls and I guess maybe killing them. He was a bad guy. He was a crazy dude. But at the end of that movie, there's a scene where you see Bruce Willis. And essentially, it is, you know, Bruce Willis from the Unbreakable movie. So then you realize that, you know, these movies are tied together. And so they announced the sequel to that, which is going to be this movie, Glass, where they're going to bring all three of these main characters together. Again, James uh, McAvoy. I probably be saying his name different every time. Bruce Willis's character. And uh, Mr. Glass himself, Samuel L. Jackson. And this movie opens up, I think, only a few weeks after the events of Split. And uh, we see that uh, the Beast guy, the multiple characters dude, he has again kidnapped some girls, some cheerleaders. And Bruce Willis, uh, for those who don't know, he sort of has, he was unbreakable. He was almost like a Superman. He couldn't fly or anything, but he could never get hurt. Uh, and so on, and he's been kind of going around doing these good deeds and stopping crimes. And he also has seems to have the power, like if he rubs against you, 
he can see into your conscious or your soul or something and he can see if you're doing something bad so he is actively trying to walk the streets to find you know this split personality crazy guy that's been kidnapping girls because it's all over the news so he's kind of walking the streets trying to find him his son is helping him out his son is almost like the oracle from like the batman uh, books if anyone knows about that and the the police force is also out there looking for Bruce Willis's character because he's been doing all this vigilante stuff. So he's just trying to watch himself not get taken. And of course, they're trying to find these girls. And I'm not and, and I'm not going to spoil this movie. So this stuff I'm telling you is really just a setup type of stuff. And you see this in the trailer. So what ends up happening is uh, Bruce Willis's character catches you know a split personality man that's what i'm gonna call him and you know he essentially rescues these girls but they are all abducted by the police or the police surround the situation and they're all taken into this uh mental institution and also at this mental institution is the samuel jackson character and his name is glass now for those who don't know his whole thing is his bones the bones in his body are so fragile and brittle like just the slightest little uh, grab of his arm could crack his bones. So he's like, they call him glass because he is so fragile. He can't really walk. You know, he has to just stay in a chair and, you know, really can't be moving around because he can break all the bones in his body very, very easily. He is also super smart. So he fashions himself as a super villain, you know, like a, Lex Luthor or something, but without the, you know, resources of money, he just has his mind. And so he is also in this uh, facility. And then there's this lady, this doctor, and she, she says like she's got like three days to sort of, you know, convince these guys, these three guys that, you know, one, they're not superheroes. There are rational uh, explanations for everything that they can do. They just have mental cases. And she's trying to, you know, convince them of that. Or I guess the state is going to take over and maybe just institutionally institutionalize these guys and not even deal with them anymore. And as they're in this mental institution, each one is sort of in a room that is tailored for their so-called abilities. Uh, Mr. Glass, he can't really do anything. So he's just on a, in a wheelchair in the middle of a room really with nothing in there. And he doesn't speak either. He just seems like he's just like, you know, brain dead or something. He just kind of twitches his eyes and he just kind of looks his dead look, which I thought was hilarious. Bruce Willis's character, though he is super strong and all this stuff, he, for whatever reason, he has a weakness to water. So they have this room decked out with all of these... Uh, water hoses in the walls that will blast him with water and essentially almost kind of drown him waterboard him in the room if he tries to do anything and then mr glass i mean excuse me the uh, multiple personality guy uh a just heavy strobe lights triggers the different personalities so if he was to ever turn into the beast who could you know exhibit these super strong you know he could probably bust the wall he's climbing wall a bus through the wall, climbing up walls, ripping people apart. They can just blast him with the strobe light and switch him to one of his other personalities. So that is sort of the setup uh, of this movie. 
And I'm not going to say anything else from here. I'm going to just give you my thoughts on this. Listen, I am not the biggest M. Night fan. Um, I do enjoy, like, uh, Signs. I thought was a good movie. I never actually never really saw, uh, what's the one with the ghost? I guess in Bruce Willis, the very first movie. Six, six. I never really saw that movie, but I understand a lot of people love that movie, and I was thinking it's his first big hit. Um, I'm trying to think, was there another one of his movies that I like? <laughs> the Village, um, The Happening. Yeah, I didn't like. After Earth. I didn't like The Village. I hated The Happening. After Earth, I thought it was good. I remember everyone was trashing that movie at the time. I was like, this shit is cool to me. I totally forgot he directed that movie uh, without the one Will Smith and his son. I, I love that movie. I mean, I don't say love it, but I thought it was a good movie. Um, and then I think he did one. He kind of went down the totem pole a little bit and started doing some lower budget stuff. I think he did one. Was it called Devil or something? It was like the elevator. It was kind of uh, uh It wasn't. It, it came out in the theaters, but it was definitely seen as sort of a more of a horror, lower budget type movie. But I did enjoy that. Um, but let me say this. I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, it obviously really played more, is trying to play more to the comic book, uh, you know, aesthetic audience that they know exists now, more so than when Unbreakable came out. But it still has sort of the flow of Unbreakable a little bit. But I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. He really reminds me of Zack Snyder. Uh, not in the super action stuff, but a lot of Zack Snyder stuff when he does his comic book movies, you can he'll try to like, I don't like to say deconstruct, but he sort of shows his take on sort of the comic book type of tropes. And sometimes it's almost like looking at it the other way. Some people might say it's like an outsider's view of it and how he would want it to be. I gather from obviously he's done three movies. I wouldn't say M night is the outsider of the comic book. He obviously must highly respect it because it is, uh, I find it very interesting that they use comics in this to sort of, uh, show you the tropes of what this movie is supposed to do. And then they do it. And they go into the comic book shop a couple of times where things are sort of explained in a very slick sort of way, in my opinion. But I love the fact that he sort of takes these comic book things that are supposed to happen and he does them, but he does them in his own way. And unlike, not unlike his other movies where they sort of have those, you know, gotcha type endings or something happens. This movie, I suppose this movie does have that. And I think that may be why I say suppose, because to me, I didn't, yeah, to me, I was like, okay, this is kind of more realistic. I can see that happening. <laughs> But I can see how people, that is the turning point for them when they see this thing happen in the movie toward the end that they, they write this movie off uh, and they don't like it. So I can get why certain people have that uh, reaction to it. But I just thought it was cool. It goes into, you know, he starts to, the, the twist type stuff starts happening and you something you know, pulling something out of left field. But for whatever reason, I just thought it was kind of cool. I was like, you know what? This reminds me of uh, some Mark Millar comic book type stuff. He just kind of goes on some other stuff with it. And it's not the same old happily ever after type shit. I, I just thought it was cool. I was like, okay, cool. And he's not writing this 
and it's not spoiling, but it's not written for like sequels. Though I can see them having more movies, but obviously he's making a decision with the story and just goes forward with it. Not unlike I would suppose some people felt about the Last Jedi. And, and when certain you want to see characters do certain things, but instead they end up doing this. This feels a lot like the Last Jedi now that I think about it. But for whatever reasons, I thought it was very well done. I, I it was it was a lot more action in this movie than I anticipated. Uh, there was a part where Samuel Jackson did something. I was probably the only one in the theater. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Because I, I was actually kind of rooting for his character after a certain point. I just wanted to see it happen. That was the thing. I wanted to see what he was trying to do happen. Just have to be, I was like, this would be very interesting. And But there's a, you know, the, you see it in the trailer, but there's kind of the square up moment where they, I was like, oh, they're about to have some superhero. Like, they're about to get it popping a little bit. So I, I thought it was cool. It's not the best movie ever, but it's certainly not the worst movie ever. And I think it's... Uh, one of uh, M. Night's better movies, uh, there's a lot of the um, things he was doing with some of the shots and stuff I thought was pretty cool. Now, the other point I will say, I saw this movie in Adobe Digital Theater, so you can pretty much see any movie in that sort of environment with the sound you know, ramped up that loud that you can't help but sort of get immersed in what's going on because even simple things like you know, the door slammed open, the whole goddamn theater was... You know... Uh, jumped out to see because it's so you can feel it actually so that had a lot to do I would imagine with enjoying this movie because I did not fall asleep during this movie uh, I was fully engaged in it we was cracking some jokes at times you know uh, Samuel Jackson's character I don't know if his character is a fan of Prince but he kind of had like the purple rain jacket with the with the, the white fruffly shirt on then he kind of had the old school uh, Frederick Douglass haircut but I, I was all into it. I just thought it was hilarious. Uh, there is a scene, it's not to spoil it, but a scene of, it was a flashback scene of Samuel Jackson's character when he was a little boy. I don't know if it was from the other movies or not, but, but low key on my father, I was kind of like, I was like, it was like, it's kind of stressed me a little bit. I was like, ah, oh, man, he was at an amusement park. And that's all I'll say. And, and you know, when you, where's, your, where's your child at? And then you realize where they're at and what that could mean for them. That kind of got me a little bit. I was like, oh, whoo. So I felt, I felt, I started to feel for him at that point and his mother and stuff. But uh, I thought it was a cool movie. I'd say for any like fan of comics, you should definitely check it out. Because to me, if this had been a comic book, I don't think anybody would have batted an eye and been like, you know what? It's not Marvel, but this has been a dope little image book. You know what I'm saying? It's, it was, that's how it felt to me. It, was, it would be compared to Infinity War and all that. This would be like if Image made movies. This it would be, uh, uh, it would be this, and probably a lot of people. If it was a comic on Image or Vertigo, they'd be all in. Yeah, this is. Yeah, yeah, you should read this. You know. But because it's M. Night and, you know, people mm. feel a certain way about his stuff, I already know they're going to come at him on this movie. But me, just as a regular person, I thought it was cool. And I was, last thing I'll say, I think the movie, to me, the movie felt like, um, it felt like, uh, and it's something weird to say, like No Good Deeds and huh? it was very, yeah, you know, it's like a very melodrama. Uh, uh, so, it, it's got these little 
uh, oh, this happens all of a sudden. And oh, no, it was this person who did it. It has a lot of that type of stuff in it. it you know, very much like one of these, uh, like, uh, like the TV show I like, um, Greenleaf. You know, I don't want to say soap opery, but he knows how to write the story where he'll just have all these little twists and turns in it. And for some people, that's too much. That's like, oh, that's just like you're coming out of left field or, oh, the butler did it. You know what I mean? It's, it's one of those types of movies because when you get to the last part of it, he just starts, boom, oh, this is what it was. And then, you know, saw a different scene that explained, oh, and then you see the little clues he had throughout the movie. You know, it's a thriller. It's it's actually a very it's very much a thriller type of movie, and I think maybe that maybe that's what he always does. But it very much started play like a thriller, a gotcha moment type stuff, and like oh, and I can and, and for a lot of people they may not like that type of stuff. I actually kind of do like those movies that can do that very well. I thought he added that element to it, and it has these quasi superhero type element, or I would say comic book. I shouldn't say superhero. And so that made me enjoy it because I like all that type of stuff. So somebody was able to blend all that together. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Uh, so I wouldn't put this next to Black Panther or Aquaman. Or, it's not that type of. But again, if it was a Vertigo or Marvel, or excuse me, Image type comic, I would be like, yeah, this is cool. I like this. It's a play on it. You know, it's a different take on it. So I thought it was. I thought it was fun. Um, there you go. Uh, I got a couple questions. Yep. Um, so, I mean, we was talking off, off air and I was saying that, uh, invincible, uh, unbreakable, I thought it was okay, but it didn't really like the world on fire for me split. I felt, you know, it was really big hype. I watched it and it, it kind of lost me in parts. I, I thought it, w- it wasn't a bad movie for me, but I didn't understand the hype. Would you recommend me seeing this film? Based on my impressions of the first two, you'll probably feel the same about this movie as you did the this one. But the thing, but the thing is, maybe yeah, maybe you need to be getting paid for this or something. Because <laughs> the way you're talking about the film, I'm like, damn, I think I'm gonna see this. Well, because I enjoyed those other ones, <laughs> so again, okay. But I, again, I don't sort of look at all movies or. Uh, is it the best movie I've ever seen? Or nothing? It's, it's not, but it was an enjoyable movie. I didn't feel cheated after I watched this. I was like, oh, this is worth me seeing. I had a good time in the theaters. I may forget about it, but I enjoyed the couple hours. I, and mission accomplished. I came to the movie to be entertained. I thought he did that. You know. Well, I think sometimes people forget that and they'd be like, oh, this mm-hmm. movie was horrible. And maybe it is horrible, but I don't. to me, this movie was not horrible. And then I'm at the other end. I'm not saying it is the best movie that I've seen this year either. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my other thing was is you know I'm seeing you know reviews and of course I'm seeing hardcore uh, internet uh, weekend movie reviewers talking about this thing is trash and you know I'm on I'm in a couple of boards uh, Facebook message boards saying this. I'm just trying to get you know. Why do you think they're getting this? This film is getting this hate. Well, like I said, there's things that happen toward the end of the movie as you're going in to the end of the movie that I know are going to probably turn people. That's I think that's what they're referring to because, uh, go, for the most part of the movie, I was like, yeah, this is cool, but it it takes a turn, and he makes choices, uh, M Night, that I'm sure are going to piss some people, which I think he does that in most of his movies, right? Some of those choices work, obviously, and he becomes a genius like his first movie and but then it 
blows up in his face like the happening or was it the village you know some people didn't care for that that little twist and this does that sort of thing i actually didn't i was anticipating that because i heard some of the bad reviews excuse me before i saw it but when it was started to happen i was like oh this is what they're tripping about eh. I, 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 can, I can understand it but i just didn't have any problem with it again i like more i like both of them i like the you know superheroes can do you get to see them do all this stuff but i also can enjoy when you know luke was sitting down there and he just took himself out the game now did i want to see luke continue to be alive in the last jedi and fight and kick ass yes but i did enjoy kind of what they did too it was a choice which i know some people are not going to like this movie to me has the same sort of thing there's things that happen at the end some people would say you why would you have done that but to me as a storyteller myself i was like I can respect that. You, you, you told the story you wanted to tell, and you can't appeal to everybody. And I, you know, I I had no idea he self-funded this movie. Now knowing that, I tip my hat. I'm like well, he did what the fuck he wanted to do. He he paid the cost to be the boss. But I do feel that there would be regular, not the we not the movie reviewing type people, but regular people who may see this and will probably be like, no, that was pretty cool. That was good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. And they're not expecting it to be some franchise continuation or they don't have an expectation that they have to see characters do these certain things. I think regular people will probably be like, well, this was, that was cool. Wow. Okay. And never, I didn't see that coming. That was kind of, you, you didn't see that coming. And you know, I, I guarantee you, they didn't see that coming what happens in the movie. So to me, I was like, yeah, I don't always want to see everything I expect to happen. Maybe sometimes a superhero don't make it or Maybe this is, you know, but again, he can probably do this and take the hit. You'll never see Marvel or DC do what they do in this movie because it would, you know, their whole, they, they couldn't, they, they can't take a hit like that or a story, a risky story choice. Even if some people think that's a bad choice, I, I didn't mind it. So that's why you've seen a lot of bad reviews. So I'm not mad at the, re I, I can see why they don't like that. I, I, it makes sense but that's been him, him he's been doing it his whole career so i mean it's kind of like he don't he don't give you what you want Wait, did you say he self-financed this yeah he did Damn. 20 million dollars so that's what on one hand so, but i'm not gonna take away like if i whatever criticisms are of the movie but i had to tip my hat to be like hey man dude put his money where his mouth is he making it happen and that ain't no you can't see him. That's something you got to come in. Dude, dude putting his own money on the on the table. He's on his damn dash. So, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just saw that uh, split. That one uh, did, it uh, was made for $9 million and did $278 million, So, doing the damn thing. Yeah, and this this was a, uh, I didn't even, maybe Blum, maybe the, Split was too. I didn't know this. This was a Blumhouse movie, which you know they've have been very successful in the last few years, right? With their mm -hmm. with their movies, and I can see this being since even if it gets dragged in the critics, I'm pretty sure this will be you know for whatever. And you can say yeah, because nothing coming up against it. But I'm pretty sure this will be the number one at the box office, and I'm sure enough people were, are going to enjoy this movie. Uh, they'll be all into it versus the minority of 
or the majority of the critics you may hear on online who don't enjoy it, which I can understand why they may not enjoy it. But there are parts in this movie where I thought were dope. If anyone was to argue like the way this movie starts and the first part of it, I thought it was actually really good. Like, I don't see how you could say that's not some good shit, but that's me. Do you need to see Split before you see this? I kind of say you do. Because uh, I had seen Split, but I kind of forgot some of it. And it has a character that was from the movie, aside from uh, James McAvoy's character. The, the girl character who I totally forgot about, she plays in this movie. You have to understand who she is to it. I totally sort of forgot about Unbreakable a little bit. But I remembered enough. But I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think you do have to see it at least split to appreciate this. But I would say uh, if you watch this and don't know who those characters are, you should go back and watch those other movies. Because if you do like this, I think you'll love those other ones. It's sort of a combination of both of them. And it definitely has its element of Unbreakable. It's not, I thought Unbreakable was a little slow. Like I had to watch it in pieces. But I was all fully invested in this. And I seen this like at 7 o'clock where for me, usually like if this shit gets boring to me, I'm out. I'm <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was into it for, you know, for whatever reason I, I was into it. But uh, anyway, another another M. Night movie. <laughs> you know, I, and, I, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about his other movies and I was like, you know what? I give it I give it up to old boy, though. He's not afraid to do his do his thing and sometimes it doesn't work but that's like that's a kind of a real artist type of cat who's not who, who takes chances like some of his movies I hate but I respect that he's he still keeps coming back on how he's getting all these chances and he does have movies that are considered some people consider classics yeah at the, he, he started losing people with the village that that movie yeah. Is he, I, I think it would have been an okay story if the ending, I, I mean, it's been, what, 10 years? Spoilers. They're in some weird zoo area or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, I, I think if you took that part out of it, I think it would have been an okay film. But once you realize, man, it's, that twist was just some bullshit. It was. It was. I don't think I ever saw Lady in the Water. So I don't even know what that's about. Uh, the happening. Ugh. I used to, I've been defending it for the past really? month. Yeah, I said, oh, I like to happen. I like to happen because you know people were comparing it to Bird Box, and then I saw uh, Cinema Sins, uh, uh, everything wrong with the happening. And as I'm watching, uh, as it's going through the film, I'm looking like, damn, this movie was trash. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, it's like they just call out Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I'm looking like he did he give any fucks when he filmed it because his performance was terrible looking back on it now hilarious hilarious um and then I hated the last airbender oh oh he earned oh yeah he earned all the score I saw that dude I was pissed but he came back and then he did the devil after that um which I you know I, I I did enjoy that uh after earth at the time I enjoyed that uh, I don't. What is the visit? I'm looking at a list of his movies. I don't know if I saw that one. I never heard of it. Yeah, I don't remember that one either. But that's one of his. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, yeah, I mean, um, Wayward Pines. Now I did watch some of that on TV. 
I didn't know he was involved. Oh, in that. that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, hey, dude, dude, stay, stay working. I give him that. And uh, yeah, he has his little cameo in this movie. <laughs> He's just he kind of reminds me of Spike a little bit. Like he always got to have his little part in the movie, all up in the video. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's he can be polarizing poor, poor, at times, uh, but he's he's you know plugging away. So anyway, shout out to him. Um, I would say it's worth a see, but if you didn't like the other ones, then you probably won't like this one either. All right, so that was glass.